Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad that you're here today. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I am today nervous and excited because I want to share a vision that God's put on my heart for our church and uh, what, where we're going to go here in 2024. I, 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 believe, it's, uh, I believe it's pretty exciting. I, I'm excited about what God wants to do. And, but before we kind of look at 2024, I, I'd like to just kind of take a look back a little bit. Today, or this year, 2024, my wife and I have entered into our 34th year of leading this church. It's a long time. That's a long story. And uh, we have been privileged over 34 years to be part of so many people's stories. And you've been uh, part of our story, some from long lengths of time, some for shorter lengths of time, some we've been able to journey together for a long time maybe years, some decades, others of you, months, and maybe you might even meet today is your first step in journeying together with us, and we're so glad you're here. But if you've ever been guilty of binge-watching Netflix, and you've got started somehow in the middle of the series, you know you kind of got to go back to the beginning once in a while to figure out how it all makes sense. In 1990, when Kim and I came to pastor this church. We were, our church met in a building. We owned a building. It sat packed 65 people. We quickly outgrew that, and the next year we sold the building, and that year we started the first ever set-up-and-tear-down church that we just keep doing everywhere all over. Kelowna wasn't our first second plant, first second location. We actually started a location in our building on Saturday nights. We called it The Place. It was a youth church, and uh, it didn't last forever, but it was a move forward, and we saw that happen. 1996, we bought our first building. It was at that time in 1996, everybody thought we were a little crazy because what we were buying was not a church building. We were buying a bank building. And so today we own the bank building on the main intersection in Revelstoke that everybody would like to buy from us because it's probably one of the most valuable properties downtown. And then in 2005, we came to Kelowna and started another location here. And in 2018, started a location in Vernon. And we've kind of been pushing forward over those years. I can't imagine as a 28-year-old pastor thinking what about what we could see today. I couldn't have imagined multiple locations because nobody did them. I couldn't have imagined a broadcast service because certainly we didn't have the technology. We do not have the technology to do that. Sometimes our vision is limited by our context. What we can see really is often just a uh, and, you know, uh, just a building on of what we already know. And in 1990, I would have never seen what I'm seeing today for our church. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about where God wants to take us this year. You know, I've been asked the last little while, um, a few times, said, you know, what's, what really is the mission of our church? 
And I think that's an important question. Over the years, we've kind of tried to figure out what's the mission of our church. And as we go into 2024, I want to share with you the mission statement that we've, we've kind of settled on for right now. And it's this. We're going to put it up on the screen. That our mission is to partner with God to develop spirit-driven, tenacious Jesus followers. I, I really want to see us as a church be spirit-driven, tenacious Jesus followers. You know, we talk about our core values sometimes, and in the fall we did a series on our core values, and one of our core values is being planted, what's well, kind of being tenacious. We talk about an honest journey that we keep being honest about what we're going through even and keep going forward tenaciously to become a Jesus follower. We're spirit-driven because we really, as Pastor Kim talked this morning, we really want to see the moving of the Spirit of God here right now, today, just like in the Bible. Yeah. Not content with just kind of normal, average, every day, but we want to be spirit-driven. Can I share with you just for a minute? I, I, I want to share with you just a, a picture that I have of the church that I believe will be. You know, I had somebody say one time that they were pastoring a church and said, I don't even want to be part of that church. It's a bad thing if the pastor doesn't want to be part of the church. Just saying. And, and leaders don't want to be church. And I went, what is the church that I want to be part of? I don't think we'll ever see the church that we want to be part of because that would just be perfect and we aren't perfect enough and we'd probably destroy it. But we want to have a vision of what the church should be. And, and, and so I wrote these words and, I, and, I, and we're going to put them on the screen. And here's what we'll be. We will be a spirit-filled community of tenacious followers of Jesus gathering in multiple, multiple locations throughout the Thompson Okanagan. We will love being together because our gatherings will be fun. And that's up to you, not me. I'm not fun. <laughs> my wife's way more fun than I am. Fun is not one of my spiritual giftings. We will love being together because our gatherings will be fun, marked by the presence of God. Energetic worship, sound preaching, will courageously wrestle with the scriptures settling, not set, without settling for simple cliches because we want to live biblically in our complicated world. But we won't do life alone. We'll serve as teams, study as groups. Everyone will know someone and we'll be as diverse as heaven. I want to be a place where we're as diverse as heaven where every language of heaven is here. Okay, I'm going to finish reading this in a second, but you know what? I know that we have a world where we typically have different language services. I don't think that's going to happen in heaven. I think there's going to be all sorts of languages, all sorts of different people, all sorts of different backgrounds, all sorts of different cultures. I was just looking out here, and I can't, of course I can't see... In Revelstoke, the makeup of the congregation this morning, or in Vernon, I can't see your makeup this morning, but I, I'm just looking around here, and I'm counting six or seven or eight different birth countries in our building this morning. And I know there's more, many, many more, probably 10 or 15 more different birth nations represented in our church today. I, I want to see a place that's as diverse as heaven. Everyone will know someone will be as diverse as heaven, and every unique God-giving gift will be valued. 
We'll demonstrate our generosity in giving and practically but understatedly serving our local communities with contagious love. And since the world needs leaders, we'll develop them here. Above all, we'll live our lives together for one purpose, to hear our Savior say, well done. That's everything. I want to be a place where we're living to see our Savior and hear our Savior say, well done. So we've journeyed this far. What's 2024 look like? Let me get into some specifics today. As we've already mentioned, we're going to have a prayer and fasting week coming up starting next a week from tomorrow. We want to start the year with prayer. We want to start the year with fasting. We've taken courses in the past. And uh, we want to lay the proper foundation because unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers build in vain. But there's two key verses that I, I want to share with you this morning that really God gave me over the last probably six to eight months uh, about our church and, and, and some of the, the things that as we move forward. The first one's in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. Everybody say always. always. Let's say it again. Always. always. All locations. Always. always. All right. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who, give, who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with respect and gentleness. In Luke chapter 2, verse 15, it says that in uh, the story, in the context of the story, is Jesus had gone to the temple with his parents. Or sorry, uh, well, that is the context of the story, but not one I want to share with. But the, it, it talks about Jesus growing. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says that he, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And as I've prayed about it and God put these verses on my heart, I, I really, here's the word that I hear for us for this year. I hear the word growth. Now, when I say the word growth, I, I want to be really clear. I'm, I'm not just simply saying, oh, the church is going to grow. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we're going to grow. Yeah. I'm not just saying, hey, let's, let's just build bigger buildings and have more people. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, that's an outgrowth, but that's not the point. The point is I want you, I want us, I want us as believers to grow and to be solid so that we can answer like Peter when he says, Peter says, be prepared to give an answer for our hope. I want us to be able to give an answer for our hope. Yeah. And so there's, when we look at Jesus, Jesus grew in three ways. There's three specific things that it talks about Jesus growing. Jesus grew in three areas. He grew in wisdom, he grew in stature, and he grew in favor. Now, we're the body of Christ. We should grow in wisdom. We should grow in stature. We should grow in favor with both God and man. So this is a year, 2024, I want to just say up front, this is a year, we're calling it a year of spiritual formation, but more than anything else, 2024 is a year dedicated to equipping each of us, you, me, everybody in our church, those that have been here for a long time in the story, those that are just joining the story to grow. We want to equip you to grow. So the first area is in growing in wisdom. I'm going to put that up. Here's our goal for this year is we're going to develop, we've, we've, this has been our heart, we've been working on this for months. We want to develop a solid biblical theological foundation in every person that is part of C3 Church. Some of you are looking at it saying theological, don't want it. Sounds like work. There's a few students in here and you're going like, no, I'm already got enough going on. That's right. Okay. 
ease, 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 okay? It's, it's not that bad. Okay, we're, we're doing this. What we're doing is saying, okay, what's Peter say? Peter says, always be ready to have an answer. How many of you over the last few years, sometimes you can ask questions about church, ask questions about God, you go, I don't know. Anybody happen? Just me? Am I the only person people ask questions to? Come on. Like, it, it happens, right? And if, you know, I've always believed, I've always believed that Christians should be able to think and ask questions. One of the things I've discovered, though, is that a lot of Christians don't think. But they have answers. I'm just going to wait for a second to let the irony of that settle in. Uh, because here, here's, here's one of the things that happens is there's a lot of people that grow up in churches, and then by the time they get to university where they're taught to ask questions, they don't have answers because they never asked questions before. Because in church, we were told what to believe, not how to work out our salvation. Are you with me? Okay. And so what I believe that, and what we're pushing into this year is we're pushing into building a foundation so you can say, I can work this out because I know foundationally what I know about God. Foundationally, I know what Jesus did so I can figure out some of this other stuff. Foundationally, I know what being saved and so <laughs> salvation, what it means, and so I can work out why I don't sin. Why I don't do these things, why all those kinds of stuff. So we're going to build into uh, uh, spiritual foundations. I, 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 you know, during COVID, several things happened. But one big realization was that Christians did not have, most Christians did not have enough foundational theological and biblical knowledge to be able to deal with the questions we were being asked to deal with. And as a result, we ended up, in um, many cases, just listening to the loudest voice that was on the Internet. And I believe it's time that God wants to do something different. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Okay. I can't hear everybody else, so you gotta, you got you to gotta shout out louder in Kelowna for the whole church, okay? Come on, let me hear you. Are you with me? Yeah. All right, okay. So here's, uh, here's what Scripture says. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. There's a correct way to handle the word of the truth, and there's a not correct way to handle the truth. And we want to lay a foundation. So here's how we're going to do that. I don't want to just say we're going to do a foundation and not tell you how, but we're going to tell you how because we've, we've, we've worked out this plan. So over the course of this year, we are coordinating, we are integrating throughout the whole church. Every part of the church is working together Every ministry church working together to do these same things. We are going to build into eight foundational theological topics across the church. I can tell you what the theological terms are. Right now they won't mean anything. By the end of the year they will. I, I, I want to be careful that I don't express this as a whole bunch of classes because that's not what we're saying. Saying we need to have foundational knowledge in order to work out and figure out how this applies in our life. Let me, let me give you an example. If you don't fundamentally believe that the Bible has authority to tell you how to live your life, you won't pay attention to it. So somehow we have to figure out why the Bible should have authority in our life. Why the Bible and what the Bible says means why it matters. And when we understand why it matters, then we go, oh, this is important. I know where I can go to work this out. If we think that God is, if you think and I think that God is not you know, just waiting to punish us, 
just waiting to, you know, jump on you because you did something wrong, then you'll miss out on the freedom and joy that comes when you realize that God is a giver at nature. And God is, is a freer and releaser at his very nature. So when you get that, you can go, okay, now I know how to work this out because that's who God is. Oh, your God's really hard. No, God is freedom. God is a giver. And God is relational. I started off before, uh, before the rest of you were able to turn in, just talking about Genesis chapter 1. One of the very first things God did is said, let me give you my name, my number, so you can call me. Because inherently, he is relational, and he wants relationships. And so we, we, we want to look through those things, and we're going to go through these eight different subjects. And here's how we're going to do that, um, because this is how we want you, uh, we want to be able to equip you so I'm saying if you want to be equipped, if you want to be foundational, here's what we're offering. Here's how you can do that. Okay. So the first thing is we're going to do these eight different topics, eight series. And every Sunday, we'll introduce the big idea. Okay, so the main idea. And you can stay at that main idea level if you want. Okay. But if you want to go farther in that and figure out and wrestle with it a little bit more and figure out how we live that out in our life, we are uh, going to have midweek groups. And the point of the midweek group is the midweek group is so that you can talk about it and go deeper. I think all of us realize that until we try to practice our faith, it's all, theological, or it's all theoretical. But when we try to work out how that works in our life, it isn't always the same as we thought. But we do that together. And so we have, uh, we're having midweek groups that started after the 21st of January throughout the church that you can be involved in. And the point of that meeting is that we are the, the group and the discussion so that we can discuss and we can work through and we can go deeper on the big idea from Sunday. Okay, you with me so far? Yeah. One person. Anybody else? Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody? All right. Okay. Somebody back. Good. I see the hand. All right. Okay. Right, so we do that. Now, in addition to that, our children, C3 kids, are doing the same thing. So the verses that you're going to hear on Sunday and the message in the, in the service, the kids are going to be learning as well. They're going to be getting the same points. So you know what that means? That means that when you get home, they're going to ask you, and they can ask you about stuff, and you can talk to them about that, because we can grow together in our families. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So our, our C3 Kids team is working on their curriculum to tie into these same topics so we don't have to wait till you're 61 like me to get a foundation. We can start with twos and three-year-olds, yeah. which I think is going to be an incredible generation as a result of that, right? So that's, that's pretty cool. In addition, the, our worship will help reinforce that. So we're going to worship in a way that helps say, hey, this is who God is, and this is what the Bible says. So we're going to uh, tie that all together. So then in the and then midweeks, we're going to go deeper. Third thing we're going to do, and we're adding to this, is we're, we're actually introducing a special podcast just for these topics. So say, so well, why is that? Let me explain, explain it this way. We're starting at the beginning of the year, but we know that people are going to get into our, join our story in June. And then some people are going to join our story in April. And some people are going to join our story in September. And some are going to join it at the end of January. We don't want anybody to miss out. So we said, we're going to take all these main ideas and we'll put them into a podcast. But we're going to have every, every topic, we're going to have one extra special content podcast 
I've been calling it Ask a Theologian, but I'm not sure everybody's on, on board with that particular topic. But uh, it's what I like. But we're going to talk to somebody who can give us even more foundational information of why that is. Now, let me give you an example. Again, at the beginning of the service, before all the rest of you locations, uh, all the locations tuned in, I was talking about Genesis chapter 1. And what was unique about Genesis chapter 1 is that in the beginning, God created that God. That's not God's name. That's God's title, Elohim. Elohim was a common generic term that anybody in the ancient world would have used, a Canaanite word, Elohim, to describe their gods. It was a generic term, a title. But by, and, and the reason everybody used that term is because the gods in the understanding of the old world, in the ancient world, they didn't uh, want anybody to know their name. Because if you had somebody's name, you could call them. It's like getting a phone number. If you got somebody's phone number, you'd call them. And how many of us know we guard our phone numbers so that people don't just call us? So a god would not give his name or her name because they didn't want anybody to call on them. But in, so in Genesis chapter 1, we get the title God. But in Genesis chapter 2, God says, here's my name. Anytime you see the word Lord in the Old Testament, it is the Hebrew word Yahweh or Jehovah. And Jehovah is God's personal name. And so right at the very beginning of this Bible, God tells us and gives us a little hint into his nature that he wants to have a relationship with you because he's giving you his name. Now, I didn't learn that on my own. I didn't discover that. Actually, I had a teacher, a theologian, who I listened to, who brought that out for me. And I'm actually kind of excited about it because I, I managed to talk him into doing our podcast with me. And uh, so he's going to help with some of the first content that we do. Because there's some things in there that, that are just going to go like, wow, and you'll never read the Bible the same again. I can't read Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 again without saying, wow, right here, God's saying, I want to know who you are because I'm letting you know who I am. What an incredible thing. And as, and, and as we build those foundations, we're going to grow that. So we're going to do this podcast. And uh, part of that podcast is we're, we're saying, ask a theologian. I'm, 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 I'm pushing for that, okay? I'm pushing for that. Fourth thing that we're doing in, in relation to help support, okay? So again, I want to keep in mind what we're trying to do. What we want to do is we want to equip you to grow. We want you to be able to grow. We want you to be the best of yourself. And we want you to have the most of what God has for you this year. We wanted you to grow in that. So the fourth thing we're doing is we are introducing a church app. Uh, and just for those of you who know me, it wasn't my idea. Okay? Um, most people know I, I really like technology, but this was not my idea. This actually, believe it or not, and this will really blow your mind for those of you who know, this idea came from my wife, who I had to print stuff for this morning. I had to print stuff for her this morning because she couldn't figure out how to print off her, off her uh, iPad. So um, she's the one who suggested it. And the reason uh, we're introducing this app is, is one, we just wanted a, a really concrete way to be able to grow together, okay, so that we can, you know, I'm going to, uh, we have a short video from Pastor Josiah, and he's just going to, if we can play that now, we're going to uh, let you know a little bit more how that app's going to work, okay? 
Hey, good morning, church. Today is a very exciting day as Pastor Dave shares about our vision for 2024. And as a part of our year of spiritual formation, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to find a way for our church to connect across the church, across locations, in midweek groups, and all of these other aspects throughout the week. We wanted to find a way for a year of spiritual formation not to just be on Sundays and Sunday preaches. So as we brainstormed and as we thought about that, we came to the decision to release today a church app. Now I know what you're thinking, an app, another thing to download, but I promise you over the last three months as we've been uh, developing this, working with different beta testers, we really have developed something that we believe will be helpful for you. So today, in just a few moments, you're gonna receive a text message if you're on our text uh, thread and you get our regular Saturday, Sunday updates, you'll get a text message giving you a download link to the app. If not, you can text app to the number on the screen, that'll stay up for the rest of this little video, uh, and you can get the download link for the app. Once you download the app, it's going to ask you to choose a church. So you search C3 Church, uh, and it'll show up C3 Church Central BC. And one of the best things you can do is right after that, go to the chat function and log in. This is a way that you can chat with your location, the whole church, and the midweek group that you're about to join. In just a moment, why don't I show you a little bit of the app? We'll go to that right now. So here you are, the text has come, you text app to the number on the screen, and now you're gonna open up and you are going to uh, see this page and you're gonna get the app. Whether you're on Android or Apple, this is something you can do. Don't worry, we've made sure that this app is accessible on Android or Apple. What'll happen is it'll either download the app and send you direct to our C3 Church Central BC app, or it'll show up in a way that it's gonna ask you to search for the church. If it asks you to search for the church, just type in C3 Church and you'll see our C3 Church Central BC app. Uh, once you're in the app, you'll see we've got great sections about us. You see prayer and fasting, right? We are only two weeks away from our, or one week away, I apologize, to our week of prayer and fasting. And what we've done is we've consolidated a number of resources. You can find our prayer meeting schedule across the church. You can find what focus we're praying for that day. You can post a prayer request. On Thursday, January 18th, we're gonna be having a all church Zoom prayer. Here's the link ready for you. And some extra resources, because we know not everyone has done a week of prayer and fast before. One of the best features here that I wanna highlight, of course, there's gonna be information here about our midweek groups where you can find a list of the groups uh, from all locations listed here. Uh, but one of the best features that I really want you to take a moment to engage in right now is the chat feature. So in the bottom left side or in the middle of the screen, you see chat or you see a chat icon. And when you click on that, it's gonna ask you to log in. Now, as soon as you open this up, it's gonna give you two options, your groups and all groups. If you're new to the platform, you may not have anything under your groups. So go to all groups, and this is gonna be a great way for you to join your location, whether it's Kelowna, Vernon, Revelstoke, or online. And you can see a list of our midweek groups, and you can request to join those. The leaders of that group will get that information, and they'll know you wanna be a part of their group. And what I love about this is this is a way that you can uh, chat from week to week with other members of the church. Not only the chat, but you'll find a Bible, you'll find a list of our podcasts, and over here you'll find in the More tab uh, information about our year of spiritual formation, more resources there, and these will be updated regularly. 
Well, hopefully that little overview of the app has helped you get a little information what you're doing. If you haven't downloaded it yet, the reason I've talked so long is so you could download it. And again, if you did not get the text message out to you right now, you can text that uh, uh, app, APP, to the number on the screen and get that. We're really excited about this way to engage you throughout the week, for you to engage with other members, ask your questions, engage with your midweek, find a, a, a podcast, et cetera, et cetera, and that'll be terrific. Now, this is relevant whether you are in our Vernon location, our Kelowna location, our Rubblestoke location, or you tune in online. This is going to be another great way for you to keep connected online with other members who tune in online regularly. You can send prayer requests, etc. Anyways, church, that's enough about the app. I'm going to turn it back to Pastor Dave now. All right, that's up on the screen. We'll leave that up there for a little bit. I saw somebody was already, already posted messages in there right now. Um, usually like you uh, staying focused, not on your phone, but we'll allow it for a few minutes here this morning. Uh, we really are encouraging you to get on, on the app. Um, everything that we're doing, we're talking about is, is designed to help equip you to grow. Okay, we're not, uh, th that is our primary, that is our primary uh, vision for this year is to help you grow. It is a year of spiritual formation and that's our primary vision of that. So, I, so I've been talking about um, growing in wisdom, that's the growing in this understanding, this knowledge, and this, but the second part, there's, there's two other parts to this growth that, uh, that we can see. The second part is growing in stature. Jesus actually got bigger. That got bigger. Jesus uh, increased in size. Yes, we do want the church to grow. That is true, but more importantly than the church growing, we want you to be part of growing and reproducing and being uh, uh, free and being uh, uh, confident in sharing about the God that you love. Yeah. Uh, we want you to grow in the understanding of who God is so that you can share that. So you can, as Peter says, be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you. I'm amazed at how many times in the last uh, several weeks that I've had people talk to me about church that I didn't know were even interested in it. And I was so glad that I could give them a response or give them an invitation or whatever it was at that time. And so uh, we want to be spiritually fruitful. Jesus teaches us in John chapter 15, verse 2, says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. God's desire for you is to be equipped so that you can be fruitful. So that you can uh, uh, share your gifts, your spiritual gifting, but also that you can share faith, that you can help other people grow so that you can mature to help others mature and to bring people into relationship with Jesus. Uh, I should have shut off the notifications because now the, the app notifications are just going crazy on my phone and my watch. And I'm glad I don't have an iPad up here because it'd just be even worse. So, uh, but uh, awesome. Thanks, you guys, for getting on that. Um, the, so we, we, we are uh, highlighting some things through the year uh, in relation to that. So the first thing is we're highlighting is, is we really want to make uh, baptisms a big deal. We want to make baptisms a big deal, and we're believing that if you haven't been baptized already, we want to get you baptized, but even more, new people coming in, into relationship with Jesus, we want to see them get baptized, and we want to make that a big celebration, so we're making it a part of two all-church conferences this year that we can all be together celebrating those baptisms together, which I think is going to be absolutely amazing, and uh, so in light of that, we've got, uh, mark these dates down. And I think, I don't know if this screen's going to come up or not. Mark these days on uh, um, April 19 to 21 
April 19 to 21, our first conference, and it is going to be a Holy Spirit conference. Okay, so we are going to uh, just press in for God's Holy Spirit. It just happens to tie in with the series that we're doing that month on Holy Spirit. So uh, we're going to tie that all together. And we're privileged to have Pastor Jake and Nicole Sweetman from C3 Los Angeles be here with us on that, uh, uh, for that weekend. And so that's going to be great. That's uh, April 19 to 21. So we're trying to give you some notice so you can get there. It's Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, right now, just mark those dates down. Details will come uh, a little later on. The second conference we're going to have, all church, the whole church together, not just broadcast, but in person, uh, is going to be the first weekend in October. And at each of those conferences, we're going to celebrate baptisms, and we're just going to, uh, all the new people that you've shared Jesus with, the people that, uh, that are here that have gotten, come into relationship with Jesus, that have not yet gotten baptized, we're just going to have a party. And it's going to be great. I'm more excited about it than you are. Well, how come? Like that, that this, is, this is exciting. Come on, this is, this, do I have to tell you when to get excited? Come on, this is good stuff, right? Uh, seeing people coming into, into the kingdom of God in a baptism, I always, I always know that uh, when baptisms take place, that heaven rejoices. So maybe we could a little bit down here too. So we want to do that as part of our commitment to grow this year, right? Growing in stature. So uh, that's going to happen. We also want to, uh, just as we uh, continue to build on midweek groups, uh, we want to see more people get involved in that, right? We want to see more people join midweek groups because I, I believe that the midweek groups are going to be really crucial to each of us personally in our growth. It's, it's easy to listen to something on Sunday and never do anything with it. And I know that. I know that, and, and a lot of us kind of go there. The mid, and midweek groups are a bit scary because we end up being challenged and asked to do something with what we have, and it is a little scary, but I got good news for you. Growth is great, and even though it's a little scary, it's great coming on the other side of it. Uh, as some of you know, I, I went back to school just about a year and a half ago, and uh, it, was my, it was my present to myself for my 60th birthday to go to get my master's degree. Um, my wife says it's her ongoing present to me, but uh, uh, so she's working to keep me in school, I guess. But here's the thing. The first day I went into that class, I looked around, and I realized I'm the oldest person here. And it's 40 years since I did any schoolwork. And do you think I wanted to leave? Absolutely. In fact, I said to my wife, I called her and I said, you know what, I don't think I can do this. And she said, just stick it through to the end of the semester and we'll see. And then you can look at it again. Because it was intimidating. It was intimidating. Growth is intimidating. And when we grow personally, it's intimidating. So I encourage you to get into that. <laughs> it's not intimidating? It is. <laughs> so we get into that. So we can, we can grow. We get challenged, right? So we get challenged and we grow. And, that, and with that, we'll be able to celebrate baptisms. We'll be more encouraged to share out of confidence uh, who God is to other people. Third area, and, and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited. Can you tell I'm a little excited about all of it? Um, I, I hope you are too. But I, I am excited about this because this is one of the biggest undertakings that we've, uh, biggest uh, uh, integrated visionary uh, years we've gone into in 34 years here. And uh, I, I'm really excited about it. But the third thing, and this is, this is also really, really cool, is Jesus grew in favor with both God and man. And really, we've talked about favor with God as we've talked about uh, growing deeper and, and, and our knowledge with God and all those things. 
But we want 2024 to be a differentiating year for us as a church as we make intentional uh, connections with community organizations in all of the cities where we have locations and partner with them to make a difference to other people outside of our church but in our communities. Here in Kelowna right now, as, uh, as, uh, as I'm speaking, we are uh, raising, as many of you know here, we are uh, collecting items to help support Metro Church's breakfast program. They just had a big cut in uh, provincial funding, so we want to help them with that. But every location is going to choose a partner organization in their community, which we will partner with, and we will work with them, and we'll volunteer with them, and we'll give them money. All right, we'll give them money and, and, and energy and faith, and we'll, do, and, and we'll partner within our city so that we grow in favor with men. Not doing it for us, not doing it to grow the church, but just doing it because that's what we should do. And so in every location, we're going to work together with a community partner, and those, uh, that information that will come out to you in the next little bit, uh, which uh, community partners we're working with in each location, and we're going to uh, multiply our impact. We're going to do more than we could do by ourselves by joining with somebody else. As a church our size, we're not able to often uh, just put on something that has a significant impact, but we can be part of something that has a significant impact. Uh, a few years ago, and some of you already know this, but a few years ago when uh, there were the floods in the Nicola Valley, Merritt, and uh, after the fires of that year, and then the flooding took place, and uh, we wanted to do something, but we couldn't really physically get there to do something, and we didn't have the connections and the resources to do something. And so we partnered with the United Way, and we donated a significant amount of money so they could buy refrigerators for all those ref people that had lost their homes. So we brought the cold then and now. Uh, yeah, no kidding. And uh, so we helped them. And, and by partnering with community organizations, we can do way more than what we could do alone. And so that is a big, big uh, part of growing in favor. So we have, so those are, those are the uh, kind of the overall sense of the vision where we're going to go in 2024. I, I really believe that 2024, I, I'm, if I can say this, it's kind of weird, I guess, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the end of 2024 at the beginning of 2024. Not because I want to get it over with, but because I'm excited about the changes we're going to see. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited uh, about how you will grow in your faith in Jesus and your knowledge of God and, and how that will allow you to work out how to live a life that God wants you to live without people just telling you how to do it. We live in a world where we can go and look for the answers or we can wrestle through and get the answers from God. And church, I'm asking you to, this year, to journey with me as we wrestle together to get the answers from God so that we can be mature, effective, and fruitful people in our world. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning as I pray, God, all across our church, God, I'm so thankful for the journey we've had so far. So many amazing things that we're grateful for. So many things that you've done in people and, and lives and relationships. God, I'm so grateful for that. But God, as I look into this year, God, when I hear the word grow, and God, as we 
as we work in a year of spiritual formation. God, that every one of us would be equipped, every one of us would grow, and every one of us would be able to have the foundation that we need to be able to work out how to live. God, that it would be just so uh, clear to us, it would be so firm in our hearts that we'd be able to work it out, and God, that we'd be able to work it out together, living life together. God, you never asked us to live life alone. You asked us to live life together. And God, Lord, I just, I just remember how you know, just thinking right now about how so often in our Western world we've made Christianity into an individual th thing that we do. But the Bible never talks about it that way. It's always a thing we do as community. So, Father, I pray that as we in community, as a church together, we enter into this year of spiritual formation, God, I pray that we would be fruitful, Lord, we would grow, we would mature. And, God, that our cities would not be the same because we committed to grow. And I just ask that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.